You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Atlanta United falls to Cincinnati for the first time ever at home and only the second time in uh, 12 meetings. First time since the MLS is back tournament in 2020. A lot has changed with Cincinnati's fortunes, obviously, since then. They are the Supporter Shield leaders. It looks almost certain they will win it. Uh, and they come from behind two second-half goals tonight to beat Atlanta United. 2-1, a goal and an assist from Luciano Acosta, bolstering his MVP candidacy. And Atlanta United, after scoring in the first 10 minutes, Tiago Almada, before that goal scored, hitting uh, really the post-end crossbar and a free kick from 35 yards out. How huge that would have been if Atlanta United could have had a 2-0 lead in this match. Instead, it's Atlanta United not suffering a ton of damage on the table tonight because Philadelphia lost, Orlando and Nashville both played to draws. Columbus is trailing right now at Houston. So not a, a tremendously damaging night on the table, but perhaps also a little bit of a missed opportunity for Atlanta United. You do have to tip your cap, though, to Cincinnati. This looks like a team. I'm with you. I mean, of all the teams we've seen in person this year, uh, I would have to say they're probably the best I've seen in person. Yeah, I mean, the the record is there for a reason. It's not fake. It's not luck. Um, this is a team that is, is difficult to break down, and you got the opening goal against them, and that's what hurts a little bit about this one is not being able to build on that. You're going to have to find some ways to gut games out at times. And with the schedule and what it is and looking at a best of three in the opening round of the playoffs, you're not going to be 90 minutes sharp every match the rest of the way. And I thought it showed tonight. And I thought it showed in some of those moments where Atlanta really couldn't take advantage of a Cincinnati team, but we talked about it in the first 25 30 minutes they didn't have a lot of life in them it took them a while to get into this game but once they got going atlanta could not answer it they held on for a long time brad kazan with a couple of big saves but you can't let a good team grow into the game the way that they did and especially you can't let a player like luciano acosta get those kinds of looks in the attacking third seven goals four assists in 14 games against atlanta united for Luciano Acosta. He is the player who has done the most damage to Atlanta United over the years. Yes, uh, and that dates back to when he was with D.C. United and with Cincinnati. I mean, I, I remember a, a game under, I think, Rob Valentino's direction in, in 2021 that ended as an Atlanta United draw, but Acosta scored in that match. Um, I, if I were to vote right now for league MVP, I would give him my vote. Uh, Tiago Amada would be considered. I want to see how uh, the rest of the year goes. But, yeah. yes, right this second after what we saw here, 
and what he's done all year, it's hard to vote against Luciano Acosta. The Atlanta United man of the match brought to you by Heineken goes to the goal scorer tonight, Edwin Mosquera. I, I think it, it, one thing is just good that Mosquera gets the reward for the work that he's put in. A lot of talk, you know, has been about Muyamba and Silva and Almada's game on Saturday, but Mosquera has been starting as well since the league's cup break and he's been very good he's worked extremely hard it's an opportunistic finish he takes it very very well i think edwin mosquera is a player that once saba lobjanidza is at 100 percent i saba's going to start and it's probably going to be at mosquera's expense but this confidence that he has built over these starts and playing well that's going to help him when he comes off the bench and that's maybe one of the elements of Atlanta United. Once you get Saba going, and then you have another weapon off the bench. Tyler Wolf has shown to be a weapon off the bench. Hopefully, Jamal Thierry can be a weapon off the bench once he gets in here and gets up to speed with this team. Then you've got attacking firepower. You've already got some on the defensive side. You have Porata in reserve as a center back. You've got Ronald Hernandez, who you know you can call upon as a fullback. You've got a lot of options in the central midfield. You need that firepower up top. And Mosquera, good goal tonight. That should help him when he goes into that sub role, which you would expect once Saba Lobjanidza is ready to start. So, Edwin Mosquera with his first uh, Atlanta United goal, opening his account tonight. The man of the match brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont. Official health care partner of Atlanta United. Statistical edge to Cincinnati. 16-9 the shot Cincinnati. 4-1 the shots on target. Possession 59-41 Atlanta, but Cincinnati is a team that concedes a lot of yeah. the ball. Key passes 14-5 Cincinnati. That's the big one. Yeah. Expected goals 1.46 to 0.87 Cincinnati. Uh, corners were 6-6. Duels 51-49 Cincinnati. Uh, Atlanta United passed at... 85% tonight, right on their average, it would seem. But uh, uh, the key passes, I think, is the number that really sticks out. Tiago Almada by himself on Saturday against Nashville had nine key passes. Atlanta with only nine as a team tonight and only two in the first half, a half in which they scored a goal. Yeah, the second half, Cincinnati really grabbed control of this. The passing accuracy for Atlanta United dropped by about five points. We talked about the possession dropping seven percentage points. These are, are big gaps. The final third entry, Cincinnati got into the final third more. That is really where the game changed. Cincinnati, and, and, and I talked about it coming in, and I've questioned whether they can win these big games. They did tonight. And, look, maybe they can coast a little bit the rest of the way. They're going to win the Supporters' Shield. They're already in the playoffs. They're going to be the top seed in the East. How Pat Noonan manages it from here is going to be very interesting. But this is a confidence-building win for them. Going on the road, falling behind, showing that they can come back, do it their way. Didn't have to get desperate and get lucky. They really wore Atlanta down. The pressure ratcheted up for the 90 minutes. This is a second-half team, and it's something that I think – you have to keep in mind about Cincinnati if Atlanta sees them again in the postseason or anybody who sees them in the postseason. The majority of their goals, and tonight both of them came late, 29 of 44 goals in the second half. They have conceded most of their goals in the first half. This is a team that grows into games and just wears you down, and that's what it felt like tonight. Yeah, no doubt about it. Cincinnati, by the way, now 5-3-5 five, and five 
on the road this year. That is very good. However, there are two teams actually better than Cincinnati and road records this year. And you might be surprised by one, Orlando. Minnesota, because they can't win games at home. <laughs> it's really weird. Actually, it's not Minnesota. Oh, wow. Minnesota 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. Yeah. Uh, Salt Lake 6-3-3 three, and three on the road this year. Um, you're right, though, about Minnesota. Minnesota's they, bizarre. They've got two yeah. home wins. But and, and six on the road somehow. <laughs> six on the road. Well, the statistical recap, again, brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. We'll come back with the highlights in a moment as Atlanta United falls to Cincinnati tonight. 2-1 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Match on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Atlanta United falls to Cincinnati tonight 2-1. Diego De La Torre ran things in the technical area for Atlanta United tonight, and he is now speaking with reporters yes. downstairs. I mean, he just put me there, but we know we all work together. Rob, Liam, Eugenio, we all uh, have, we know our roles, and, and also we, we know how to work together. Then it's just a mention, but everybody there, we know what the 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 game is going to happen. Caleb Wiley had a very productive game on the left back, especially doing all that defending. Can you talk about his growth this season, not just as an attacker, but as a defender in the second half of the year? Yes, I, I, I mean Caleb has been great all the all season. He, his his development has been great. Every game is better and better and better. He's growing every time. And also, he looks more, bigger than 18 years. He looks like a, like a senior guy. And that's great because that, that means he has confidence. He's growing, and, and we are very happy with him. Um, Diego, um, I had a question about Tiago. Uh, tonight, for uh, the last game, he, of course, had a player of the metric performance tonight, maybe. To who? His, Sorry? Uh, Tiago. Uh. Tiago. Um, terrific game last time, but tonight maybe his form was not quite there. Um, you know, Gonzalo has said, you know, Tiago is still a young player. How do you keep him from maybe trying to do a little bit too much on the field? And how do you keep him to, or how do you keep him? Keep his confidence up is what I'm trying to ask. How do you keep his confidence up, even after nights like tonight? Uh, his confidence is always up. He's, he's a guy that he just have the ball and he do. He, he he always is making fantastic things. Then I think it's not about uh, the 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 mentality or something like that. I think it was a bad game maybe for him. Not in not all the game. He has very good, very good first half. And then, as I told you uh, before, we lost control. All, everybody in the game. We just have, uh, we, we, we want to attack at the same, uh, uh, sorry, al mismo tiempo, al mismo, a la misma, at the same velocity of the, of Cincinnati. And that, that we, are, we, we never play like that. Then we are always with transition and transition and transition, uh, dribbling, 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 and that's not our game. Then uh, that's that's why we lost control. That's why maybe Thiago he he didn't look uh, like always today. But but I mean he's a he's a guy that may, in the next game is gonna be okay. His 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 standard is very high. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, when Saba got into the game, he just struggled. It didn't seem like he was able to get on the ball probably as much as he would have wanted to. Um, was that, uh, I want to say is it by design, um, was, was that a problem for, for the team? Would you have liked to see the ball go through him more? I think we, we couldn't find him too much. That, 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 I mean, that was the problem. Uh, from here, from outside, we were looking that he, he was the, a, a very good option to play. But again, we, was, we were dribbling, we were dribbling, we, we were trying to do things that we never do. Then that was, that, that was the problem. We, we couldn't find him. And then, yes, maybe he was in his game, but I mean, he's just with us one week. Then he's gonna, he's gonna, his performance, I, for sure, he's gonna impact in the games uh, later or soon. All right, Diego De La Torre, who, at least in the technical area tonight, was filling in for the suspended Gonzalo Pineda, but Gonzalo was able to communicate with the team before the match, and I'm sure a, a large part of the tactical plan had Gonzalo's imprints tonight, but uh, Diego yeah. De La Torre giving his thoughts after a 2-1 loss tonight to Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's prepared coming into it, and everything's prepared the whole way you work all season long. And I think the, the first answer that we came into was, was basically that. It's, it doesn't change. It, it's Gonzalo isn't there to make the subs, but the staff, and Gonzalo said it many times this season, they all work together. They all work together in every facet of it. I think what, what jumps out to me, and go back to the second half where, where we were talking about it, when the game started to get stretched, I told you, I did not like how it felt. And I think Diego, full credit to him for doing the press conference in English, by the way. I think that's the first press conference that Diego has ever done in English. Um, he explained it perfectly. They started to play in a way that was not how they play. And they started to play in a way that Cincinnati plays. It became all transition. There was that sequence of, it felt like 90 seconds with about six transitions in it. That's not how Atlanta United plays. That's not control. Cincinnati doesn't try to control a game. They're not looking for control. Atlanta wants to control a game. And what have we said about the way the team defends in these past two clean sheets? One of the big reasons they've defended so well is because they've controlled games with the ball and they've stayed connected. 
When you have possession and you work the ball from the back to the front and you do it in a cohesive way, your team is close together because what's the best way to complete a lot of passes? Complete short passes. A a five-yard pass is a lot better than a 10-yard pass, which is a lot better than a 30-yard pass. So when you start pass, 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 and you get up the field together in a unit, you can win the ball back quickly. Atlanta, in really about 15 minutes or so into the second half, I'd have to go back and look at the timestamp. There was a spot where the game just turned into turnover, transition, turnover, transition. Maybe a pass in there, a lot of dribbling, just trying to flip the field. Yeah, it, it did feel like Atlanta could have found the second goal there, but they also exposed themselves. And maybe, more than anything, ran themselves into the ground a bit. Uh, the, the questions about Tiago Almada and Sabo Lobjanidze, Tiago Almada is a really good player, and I, and I don't think confidence is ever going to be an issue for him. He's not Superman. You know, he, he can't do everything every single time. And Cincinnati's a good defensive team. And Saba, and I think Diego was, was dead on here, he's had maybe one and a half normal training sessions with the team. I'm not trying to exaggerate that number down. Maybe two. I'm saying Monday is maybe half of a normal training session because you know you're playing again on Wednesday. You're not going to go 100% full bore in a short week like that. But that would have been the only other one other than Thursday of last week. And he arrived Tuesday night. So I totally agree. You couldn't find him in spots. And when he came on, we talked about it. He plays inside a lot more than Mosquera. I, I think he's a little more versatile in the way that he plays. So he kept coming inside trying to find that pocket, and Atlanta couldn't find him. That's going to take some time. Once you start to get to know how guys want to receive passes, where they want to receive passes, what foot they want to receive passes on, Muyamba, for example, a lot of times he wants the ball played into a little bit of space so he can turn and go, and he's so good at that movement. Hosechu's picked up on that. You got to pick up on Saba's tendencies. So you're never as good as you are when you win a couple of games. You're never as bad as you are when you lose a game. This is, a, I think, a message for Atlanta United tonight in that they didn't pass the test. They did not pass the test that they had in front of them tonight. And really the reason why is they got outside of their identity a little too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I, I would also add, yeah, they didn't pass the test, but they didn't fail by much no, either. No, 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 not at all. Not at I, all. I think if you were to get into a, a playoff tie with Cincinnati, say a best of three, uh, I think Atlanta United showed tonight they would be very, very difficult to beat in this building in a playoff match. But uh, you, you Cincinnati something. is so good at home, and uh, you know, that's obviously something you'll want to avoid if you can. Yeah, one of the reasons why you got outside of your identity is Cincinnati made you get outside mm-hmm. of your identity. You just can't play in that way. You're not built to play that way. That's where they're at their best. You lost control of that aspect of the match, and it's something that, this is a good opportunity now to remind this group going into a game on the road in Dallas where the legs are still going to be heavy, and you've got to maintain your identity with the ball. It's all about having the ball and staying connected. All right, well, let's get to the highlights of tonight's game. Again, a 2-1 loss for Atlanta United to Cincinnati, but things started very, very promisingly 
for Atlanta United. They get an early free kick from about 35 yards out. Tiago Almada goes for goal and hits the left upper 90, hit the crossbar post-intersection. Uh, it could have very nearly have been 1-0 Atlanta United there, but a few minutes later, Atlanta United does get the first goal of the match, the hot play of the match brought to you by Scana, as Edwin Mosquera slams it home for Atlanta United. Played further down the near touchline to Mosquera. Dribble, dribble, dribble to the edge of the 18. Slip to the end line. Here's Lennon with the cross to Silva. He traps at the edge of the six. Turns, dribbles, another cross block to Mosquera, who slam dunks it. And Edwin Mosquera opens his Atlanta United goal-scoring account. A beautiful team goal in the 10th minute. For over 20 years, Scana Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. The control from Silva, just my word, his first touch. It seems like two or three times in a match, he just does something with his control off of a long ball that is mind-blowing. And that's what keeps the whole play alive. It's not a great cross. It's overhit. But Silver rescues it, puts it back into the mixer, takes a deflection, and Mosquera just hammers it home. But you got to give – Silva doesn't get an assist there because of the deflection, but you have to give Silva a ton of credit for making that an opportunity. 1-0 Atlanta United at that point completely dominated the first 30 minutes. We've remarked several times that Cincinnati looked uncomfortable and at times irate. Uh, not only with the referee, but at times with themselves. But you felt Cincinnati growing into the match of the final 15 minutes of the first half. And, in fact, at a couple different points, I said like it felt like Atlanta United was uh, just kind of hanging on there at the end of the first half, similar to the match in Seattle. But Atlanta did have the 1-0 lead at halftime. They maintained the 1-0 lead deep into the second half despite a kind of increasing avalanche of chances for Cincinnati. And then finally in the 75th minute, Luciano Acosta broke through Atlanta to even the match at one. Acosta back on it, though. Drops it back to Wobodo. Loops it over to the near side. Here's Arias. Off the near touchline. Dribbles into the attacking third. Arias, cut back pass. Up top, Acosta just outside the 18. Dribbles, pops it to the top of the yard. Back to Acosta. Shot, score. Felt like it was coming, and there it is. Cincinnati gets the equalizer in the 75th minute, and Luciano Acosta goes to the co-Golden Boat lead. Good grief, the goal from Luciano Acosta. I mean, it's it's painful because this is the Atlanta United broadcast, but that is a goal that is one of the best you will ever see in this league. And you're going to look at it and say, oh, well, you know, it's just he, he plays it off. Doesn't it? No, he controls it. He dribbles. He uses Junior Moreno as basically a brick wall. When I was a kid, I, I would play the ball off the wall and then try to control it. Lucho Acosta used Junior Moreno as a wall – got it back, and hit a, a half volley that no goalkeeper anywhere is saving. It is an absolute golasso. It just was the equalizing goal here. The difference in that Seattle game, they got the second goal. That's that's what it comes down to. And here it is five minutes later, and Acosta had a big role in this one from Brandon Vasquez and what turned out to be the game winner. Guzan sending it down the left wing where it is knocked down by Almada, who thought he was fouled. Hasn't called that all night. Hasn't called that foul all night. Down the middle, Acosta at the top of the arc. Ahead to Barreal. His cross shot. Score! Cincinnati with Vasquez. 
Atlanta United pleading for a foul that wasn't given, and now they trail in the 80th minute. Hey, Villarreal's consistent. I don't like it, but he was consistent. Attackers were allowed to be manhandled at times, and if they did anything in response to that, a foul was called on the attacker, and it happened multiple times, one on Almada, one on Yakamakis, at least one on Yakamakis, and it wasn't called here. Okay, the way the game had been called, all right, I don't like it, but okay. And Cincinnati just goes and breaks. A Atlanta needed to get the second goal while they had some control, even when they lost control, but they were still getting some opportunities. You get the second goal, I think Atlanta gets out of here with the win. You don't, and then you concede, and they could not find an answer. They, Those are the tough moments, and it's something that I think they have to learn down the stretch now that you're getting into these really tight games. There's going to be a playoff game where that happens. You lose control. Maybe the 1-1 is the best thing you can manage on, on that night. That happens to good teams. They never felt like the boxer who is wobbled and grabs the ropes. They never felt like they had, okay, I'm not going to lose this now after I just got after the, the tying golds came in. They didn't have that feeling about them. They've got to find that down the stretch. Well, it's the eighth loss of the year for Atlanta United. They're still sixth in the East on 41 points. They got a lot of favorable results elsewhere in the Eastern Conference tonight. Cincinnati is almost certainly going to win the Shield now. That's their 17th win. They're on 57 points. Here's what went well, though, for Atlanta United tonight. Uh, Orlando, although they came back to get a point, uh, was limited to a point by Charlotte. Nashville played a scoreless draw against Miami. Philadelphia, shockingly, 3-1 losers at Toronto tonight. Crazy. A and you have Houston helping Atlanta United out a little bit, too. They have a 1-0 lead on Columbus uh, in the second half. And I'll even throw this one in there, even though I don't think Chicago could catch Atlanta United. But they trail Vancouver 1-0 in the second half. All that's good. The not favorable results for Atlanta United tonight. New England beating Red Bulls. Uh, 1-0. That was unhelpful, and obviously Atlanta United losing here. So not a lot of damage on the table for Atlanta United tonight, but uh, had Atlanta United won this match tonight with everything else that has occurred in the Eastern Conference tonight, Atlanta United would be sitting um, in third because they would have the better goal difference over, or actually, um, I take that back. Uh, yeah, they would be third on the third tiebreaker <laughs> against Orlando because both would have 12 wins. Both would have a plus nine goal difference, assuming Atlanta <laughs> won by one. Atlanta would have 49 goals to Orlando's 40. Jeez. So had Atlanta United won tonight, they'd be third. Well, they didn't. They didn't. And they, That's they, true. It's just, yeah. it, look, it's a game that needs to lead to something. This can't be anything more than just a loss. But it needs to be, in terms of the negative side, it needs to be, you have to find the positives out of this. And I would imagine that this coaching staff is probably going to be up for a while tonight, probably going to be breaking down a lot of tape, probably going to have a very good presentation for their team about what went wrong in the moments where the game turned. And Atlanta United, 4-0-1 against the Western Conference this year with a winnable road game coming up in Dallas on Saturday, and that could really change the momentum of everything going into an international and Dallas's break. Dallas's goalkeeper was sent, sent off. off in the first half yeah. of that match. Martin Paz 
was sent off. Jimmy Maurer came in for him, and you would expect that Maurer will start on Saturday night. Lawrenceville, Georgia native, also keeping an eye on uh, our friend Guido Gonzalez, who's the referee in that match tonight. It's been a little bit of a blackjack dealer. If Paxton Pomacall should be cautioned in the final minutes of that match, he too would be suspended for uh, the Atlanta match on Saturday. So uh, let's let Guido cook there uh, in the late going at St. Louis. It is a scoreless match in the 78th minute. Dallas has been playing with 10 men almost the entire way. Atlanta United wants to remind you that for each Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they'll donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total currently $16,000. We'll take some questions and comments on Twitter after this. Atlanta United falls to Cincinnati tonight 2-1 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. That is it, full-time. This is the Full-Time Report. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, back at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta United falling to Cincinnati tonight 2-1. Chick-fil-A is committed to helping fight food insecurity and is proud to partner with Atlanta United and Soldiers Angels to help tackle veteran hunger. All season long, when an Atlanta United player successfully makes a tackle, Chick-fil-A restaurants in Atlanta will donate 100 pounds of food to feed a military or veteran family in need for a month. For more information and to see how you can help, visit atlutd.com backslash community. All right, let's get to um, some questions and comments on Twitter. Um, DX. <laughs> let's start with Trek. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, it says uh, Atlanta United lost the ball too much in the midfield in the second half, and subs came way too late. I guess we could add John Litz to that. Uh, he says, I question if we even wanted to win after the 30th minute. Team felt like they were sitting back from there on, and the subs, I don't get taking off a forward for a holding mid 
when we are down a goal, which, by the way, it, it was even at one when that happened. Uh, what was that? Please discuss on the wrap-up show. Oh, there's a lot to unpack. Um, okay, start with the first one again. The first part of it was uh, losing the ball too much in the midfield, right? Yep. I, I don't – it's a fine line, and look, maybe I'm quibbling here with, with with terminology. Yes, they passed at a little bit lesser percentage. They passed a, at a better percentage than Cincinnati typically gives up. They passed at 82 percent in the second half versus 87 in the first half, and I'm I'm rounding. Um, I think it goes back to trying to force things a little too much. I wish they'd been more patient in the second half. I don't know. You could say they were giving the ball away too much. I think they tried to rush things too much. I think in those transition moments, they would have been better served to keep it rather than, than go for the quick break. Um, 30th minute, I mean, you got to give Cincinnati credit on, on John's, John's question. You have to give Cincinnati credit. This is the best team in the league by a wide margin, and they have been okay. Not nah, better than okay. They've been good on the road. I think good's probably a fair way to put it. Um, they were really good tonight. And they, it took them a while. And that's because Atlanta was very good in the first 30 minutes. There's two teams on the field. And you have to give Cincinnati credit for getting Atlanta out of their identity and out of their comfort zone and making them play a transition-based game. You know, we, we talk about this a lot with these teams, and they all do it in different ways. The St. Louis's, the Cincinnati's, the Philadelphia's, the Red Bull's. Um, Nashville wants to play in transition, but they go about it a different way. So, I mean, if we're going to talk purely transition teams, there's quite a few varieties of that. But usually they're based off having a really good number 10, sometimes a winger, but that person that you play through, and they want to find them in the transition moments. Cincinnati started to find Lucho Acosta a lot more in transition moments you can't give them the transition moments. And the way you don't do that is you don't get into that back-and-forth 50-50 game. And I think it was probably around the 60th minute where it was just ping-pong, ping-pong, back-and-forth. And it's like you can't play that game. That's not how this team is built. If you're going to play that game, you better go get the second goal because then you can get back to where you want to be. Um, yes, they wanted to win the game after the 30th minute. I don't feel like they sat back. I, I think that's – honestly, they, they could have sat back a little bit more. Um, substitutions, I mentioned it at halftime. I thought you'd get subs maybe a little bit earlier than we had been seeing. Tyler Wolf could have come a little bit earlier for me. It's tough to take Sean Silva off with his quality. I get it. The Sadich one, he was up and ready to check in before the opening goal, before it got to 1-1. They didn't change it when it got to 1-1. What that did, it wasn't a defensive move. You moved Almada out to the left wing, and you really pushed Muyamba higher because I don't think he had the legs to sit as deep at that point. So Sadich generally sat deeper with Hosechu. Muyamba was playing as the 10. Almada was out wide. Then they brought Wolf on, and Almada went back inside. Wolf could have come on earlier. That's the one that I feel like maybe could have changed things. Well, then let me go to Bear Ellis. He says, Coach missed obvious issues with defending. Midfield on attack looks pretty good, but if you rewatch the Cincinnati first goal, the defending was terrible he says Josetu should have been replaced by Sadich at halftime no that no 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 absolutely not and look folks I know 
that for some reason Mateus Osechu has become the punching bag for some of the fan base. How many times were we praising Mateus Osechu in Seattle, at home against Nashville, and in the first half of this match for what he did defensively? He got beat yeah. by one of the best players in the league. Yeah. It, it, the it, best, really. Yeah. I mean, well, no disrespect. Well, there, there is a <laughs> no, certain no, player no, in Miami no, who would disagree no, with no you. No disrespect to Messi, but on the whole of the season, <laughs> of the season it, yes. uh, Acosta is the best yes. player in the league. He got two free. And, and yeah, absolutely. He, he, he won that 1v1. He did. But the idea that Hosechi should have been replaced at halftime because of whatever, I'm sorry, I have to thoroughly disagree. And that's fine. Everybody yells at any time I say something good about Mateus Osechu, but he has been a great part of this midfield over the past three games, and you can't put it purely on him. And he's been really good with Mayumba, too. That has been a good comedy. Yes. And they clearly have chemistry, and yes. that's another thing that you have to evaluate in situations like that. Do you want to do something that might be disruptive to chemistry? That moment was where Acosta had too much space to start his run. And he did, honestly, something that we see Messi do all the time. We see Tiago Almada do it a good bit. The 10 dribbling in, looking for the wall pass. You're playing it off of somebody to get it right back and go to goal quickly. Acosta did it to perfection. Uh, Chris points out, look, this is the third match in 10 days of the same lineup, and it ran out of gas maybe in the second half and suggests maybe a rotation coming on Saturday. Yeah, it's a tough balance, and we've talked about this all year long, and honestly we talked about it a lot last year when the lineup had to change due to injuries. Gonzalo Pineda wants a consistent lineup to get a base. Now, you know that you're going to have to make some changes here and there, whether it's yellow card suspensions, whether it's fatigue, whatever. But you want to get a base. Remember, he had a base to start. He had some national team duties, some injuries to deal with. Base kind of got shattered a little bit. Then when the transfer window opened, moves had to be made on the outgoing side to create the space for the incoming. And you then lost your base again. And that's where you had some, some losses, honestly. It hurt the team at that time. It's helped the team in these past two wins because you've got these guys in. So now you have to try to rebuild that base. You need to give them the games. The next step is Sabo Lobjanidze getting into the team and playing more minutes and building that chemistry. And then you can rotate as you have to. But when you get to this portion of the season, you don't want to rotate a lot. And right now, he's trying to rebuild his base to work from. So maybe went with guys a little bit further than you would have in another portion of the schedule. But I think it was by necessity. Well, you've got something interesting coming up now on Saturday when you talk about uh, fatigue, fitness, rotation. You're going to go to Dallas. I've looked at the weather for the last couple days. The projected temperature at kickoff of that match, 97 degrees. At 7.30 p.m. It's not supposed to be that humid. That's the good news. Uh, (laughs) But 97 degrees. And throw on top of that, Dallas, who's about to lose to St. Louis, they're down 2-0 in stoppage time, had to play uh, 78 minutes plus tonight with 10 men. Uh, they'll be without. They'll be with a backup goalkeeper on Saturday. But that is a lot of. 
extra work mm-hmm. playing down a man for a long period of time, and they, like Atlanta United, will be on short rest playing in conditions on Saturday. We're going to look ahead to that match and wrap everything up after this tonight. Here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium again, Atlanta United 2-1 losers to Cincinnati on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back, back to the full-time report. Our United play here. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Can be. We are All back. Right. Yes. Uh, Sorry. Maybe, complete your thought as Atlanta United loses <laughs> tonight to Cincinnati 2-1. Sorry, we're getting all into the conversation yeah. here. Uh, Jared in Smith walked into the booth. Yeah, it's always man. trouble when yeah. Jared shows up. His shoes didn't blow out this time, luckily. Um, <laughs> look, you're, you're in a spot where – Atlanta, I think maybe because of two wins and clean sheets, the hype train got going off the tracks a little bit. This is a little bit of coming back to earth. This is a good team. This has this is a team that has the, it's been a good team all year. This is a team that has the opportunity to be a top four team. This match tonight has to show you what it takes to get there because they're not there yet. Yeah, great point. But again, the the margins are so narrow right now. As I said earlier. If Atlanta United had won even just one nil tonight, they'd be in third right now. Yeah, yeah. Columbus just lost to Houston. Uh, again, Orlando Ooh, and Nashville. Look at the Dynamo right yeah, now. Yeah, Orlando and Nashville both played to draws. Montreal lost tonight. I'm not really worried about them. Uh, Philadelphia DC was off tonight. D- that's the one that's on the outside looking in. Correct. That is that end of the, the issue. That's not an but, issue. But Chicago lost to a Western Conference team tonight. Not really worried about them either, but – just noting, Philadelphia losing to Toronto 3-1. I mean, that that's the team that has to do soul-searching tonight. Nothing uh, remotely close to that for Atlanta That's United. inexplicable. They must have got some bad poutine or something. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a weird one. We thought maybe they had rotated, but uh, we looked at their lineup. They did not. So here again is the setup now for Saturday. I, I really do feel like this is a winnable road game for Atlanta United who has dominated the Western Conference this year. They're 4-0-1 against the West. The draw was at LAFC on a midweek. You're going to be seeing uh, Jimmy Maurer of Lawrenceville, Georgia, St. Pius X High School uh, because uh, Martin Paz got sent off tonight uh, in the 12th minute, which means Dallas had to defend with 10 men for 78 minutes. They lost that match 2-1. Uh, they had a very high XG at the end of the match. They actually came out ahead on the XG. Dallas, a very, very stingy team defensively. Respect. In fact, I think they've still conceded the fewest goals of anyone in MLS. But you're playing a team that played with 10 men for 78 minutes plus tonight, and it's going to be 97 degrees at kickoff Saturday night at Frisco, Texas. There are some elements coming into shape for Atlanta United, which could be favorable for Atlanta United on Saturday. It's going to come down to two things. It's going to come down to being patient with the ball. And if that means at times slowing things down, good. It's going to be hot. You're going to to be tired. There's just no way around these things. So adjust accordingly. And number two, it's going to come down to your individual moments. It's going to come down to getting Tiago Almada a good look at goal. It's going to come down to Shonda Silva in that first touch. It's going to come down to maybe Saba Lobchanitsa with fresh legs and really the wild card of not having a lot of chemistry with the guys around him yet, but having a very high skill level. It's going to be individual moments because I think the collective is going to be tired. They've got to be intelligent as a team and pick their spots to get forward and not get stretched 
but it's really going to come down to the individuals because I, I think you're going to need a moment of magic to beat a team like Dallas at home. Well, Jason and I are heading to Texas, if you can believe this, for the first time since 2018. Ooh. We have not been to the state of Texas since 2018. So we'll be on the air 8 o'clock Saturday night for the Five Stripes Countdown from Frisco, Texas. 8.30 will be the kickoff. Atlanta United and FC Dallas in the final match before the international break for Atlanta United. We want to thank you for listening tonight. Don Shirosky and Day Day Lewis were our producers. Miller Pope, our engineer. For Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. Once again, Atlanta United falling to Cincinnati tonight, 2-1. We'll see you Saturday night from Dallas on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You've been listening to the Full-Time Report, a complete wrap-up of today's Atlanta United game. Tune in for complete match day coverage all season long. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.